So last week we talked about how easy it is to get overwhelmed by what's happening in the world and begin to look at, so how do we approach that in a way that allows us to stay grounded even in the midst of uh, the hardest, whatever that is for each of us in our lives. I want to continue that conversation really highlighting three, what feels like in my life, crucial ingredients for meeting that. And we'll probably just get to the first one today, Um, but I'm going to name them all here. Um, One is a compassionate understanding of others. You know, how we view the craziness in all of its harshness um, um, that goes on for others has a huge amount to do with how we feel showing up in the midst of it. The second is feeling solid in our moral compass. What are our values? And then using those as as a bedrock, um, as a foundation, not linked to outcome, but linked to deepest intention of how I want to practice showing up again and again and again and again. And the third one, I think we have to be deeply intentional about strengthening our ability to take in the good. Uh, I shared that my friend um, Kate and I were at the Davidson River campground a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the state of the world. And then she said something like, um, and just look at us here at this campground. (laughs) And we had this moment where we both were like, and this too is real. And in this moment, this is the reality that we are in. And it's a stunningly beautiful gift that is meant to be felt uh, and experienced and appreciated and not missed. So, so this first one, compassionate understanding the behavior of others. There can be a lot of confusion about what it means to be compassionate to the point that compassion can even be seen as a sort of cop-out, a sort of confusion that if I seek to understand why someone behaved in a certain way, that gets conflated with or confused with, that means I'm condoning the behavior. Um, I'm giving them a free ride or a free ticket or or a way out. They're utterly different. They have nothing to do with each other. Compassion and condoning are two utterly separate, different things. And just as a small example, in my own life, just Say, for example, I have an episode of expressing anger in an unhelpful way. (laughs) As if that ever happens. 
had a daughter last week volunteer to come sit with y'all and, and explain the full situation of, mom, of mom's full glory at times. She's like, don't worry, don't worry, I've got it covered, I let them know. So say I have one of those episodes. It's really helpful to go back and untangle what the buildup was, what 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 um, were the underlying causes and conditions which led to that moment. Um, being able to recognize, oh yeah, I really was tired. <laughs> I was trying to have a conversation that I should not have gone into when I was that tired. Um, oh, and I happened to miss lunch as well, so tired and hungry. And what I was addressing, the behavior of this um, unknown other person, um, really was challenging. So all of that helps me be much clearer about, oh, when I'm tired, when I'm hungry, and when I'm finding that behavior really challenging, that's not the time to have that conversation. That's the time to step back, tend, really care about how I want to show up with you know my beloved um, um, and have a conversation in the way that we both walk away feeling better and the situation gets dealt with as opposed to an offer at the end of it to come to one of mom's classes and explain how, how mom's behavior sometimes can be. So none of that has anything to do with, oh, I was tired, oh, I missed lunch, oh, you know, what they did was really bad, and therefore it made sense that I got mad and I shouldn't worry about it. That's unrelated, unrelated. This is about looking for the roots so I can work on them, as opposed to looking for the causes so I can excuse it. So compassion, so needed as the support for seeking to understand ourselves and others in the world so that we can most know how to constructively show up in our lives in relationship to others. Compassion gives us the, the wherewithal to be able to look deeper and understand the roots of what's going on, and the roots of any kind of behavior. And if I can have a wise understanding of root cause, then that naturally, automatically, changes how I address it changes how I go about working with it. It orients us in the direction of the strongest healing possible, which, as we'll talk about, as we talked about some last time, and we'll, um, it'll come up again, <laughs> again, again, is very different from needing to fix something. If I'm working with the conditions of the root causes, it's very different than, I have to fix this now. Totally different energy. 
So in terms of how to find compassion in the worst of our behaviors, either for ourselves or others, often go back to this quote, and I suspect y'all have heard it before, from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, beautifully, beautifully said, if we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should see sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. So we need some way to see into these secret histories. What do you use in your life to make sense out of the behavior of others? What do you use in your life to make sense out of behavior in your own self? Now, is it an understanding of the amygdala and the flipped lid and our survival wiring? Or is it Buddhist psychology or some other spiritual tradition? All I can say is that for me, I have to have a way to understand, to see how, um, to understand what people do and why people behave the, the way they do beyond just this global, those people are bad, or what's wrong with those people in a way that somehow is separate from me. If I don't have that way of doing that, then I have, I'm lost if I'm trying to acknowledge my own shadow side. And I'm really lost if I'm trying to understand the world. You may have heard this quote before too. Um, very powerful from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I don't know how Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> So if, you don't, if you're not familiar with him, he was a powerful writer in the Soviet Union who spent a um, um, long time in uh, Siberian labor camps in very dire conditions. If only it were so simple. If only there were evil people somewhere else insidiously committing evil deeds, and it was simply necessary to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through every heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? That's the power of this mindfulness practice. That's the power of you naming in the circle earlier the difference between just going in my trigger, my, my usual habit way or being able to stand back and watch and understand um, more deeply. We can begin to use insight into our own selves to understand the world. Another thing that's so interesting, if we don't have mindfulness practice to be doing this self-exploration, it's kind of stunning how blind we can be to our own faults. 
um, to, to it's about them, but I don't behave in these ways in any way. The mindfulness practice is this great leveler of, wow, oh, but by the grace of God, me too. There I go. So for me, the compassion and understanding, the, the framework I use, I come back to again and again and again and again, is the amygdala and its survival wiring. And when you look at this model, this nervous, this neuroscience model of how our brain works, it makes so much sense that we can be blind to our own actions and utterly condemning to other people's without recognizing the hypocrisy of what we're missing in ourselves. In the survival moment of true life death, it makes sense for the conscious part of the mind, which works slower, to be shut down, and the faster triggered mind to take over with fight, flight, freeze. It just does this to save our life if a tiger's about to pounce on us. Strength to it, but not so great when I'm being shut down from my internal stronger resources, um, my conscious mind, when I'm trying to deal with an emotional problem in the family. Not real good to be in that blind place about my own inner workings. Once I can begin to shine the light of consciousness into that spot, and start to see it, then the cause, the effect, the buildup, the trigger stacking, all of that begins to make, um, become so much clearer and it's much easier for me to tap into a compassionate, wiser, stronger response to the moment than that same old knee-jerk self that um, is not really useful in those, in those things. And even more, when I can understand how hard it is to make that shift for me, even after, you know, 20 plus years, however many long of practice, it's still hard, it's still a practice nothing like that in terms of giving a compassionate understanding of people with no practice, of people with very different life histories, life journeys than mine. I can't help but see the world through a different lens. So righteous anger, you know, it may feel good. It may feel justified. And maybe in some cases where safety's involved, it may even be the best response that's available at that moment. <laughs> but a clear, compassionate wisdom can see through to a stronger path forward if we can find our footing in that direction. Found that truth in my own life again and again and again and again. And the last thing I want to say, it's really important to have some usable structure of understanding with compassion, the world, 
um, whether it's the nervous, uh, the neuroscience, whether it's something like Buddhist psychology or spiritual tradition or wherever it comes for you that gives you that foothold to stand on when you look at the world. Because if we can look at the world and make sense out of what's happening instead of being overwhelmed by confusion, then it's just easier to show up in life and in things as they are. It makes that powerful healing place available to us that is unhooked from outcome. So I think I'm going to stop there and just invite us to pause for a moment. Just consider for your own self. What kind of teaching do you have that allows you to look at the world? That allows you to look at your own confused behavior in a way that you can understand. And it gives you a possibility for practice, for growth, for healing. In these conditions, just as they are. Thank you.